0: Giants are playoff bound. They have clinched a playoff spot for the first time since 2016. And a lot of credit needs to be given just who, who would have thought even I have to think even the most optimistic giant fan wouldn't have expected this. And this was earned. This was flat out earned. The Giants are now nine, six and one. And it wasn't as if it was the extra playoff spot, right? that you know uh i guess last year was the first year where you had was it last year before that where you had seven uh spots in each conference giants clinched a sixth spot and this was that's this wasn't backed into this was giants got up to a good start and things could have really tumbled it's interesting we there's a lot of teams in the nfl And maybe this is always the case, but a lot of long losing streaks right now and on the other side, winning streaks too. Like the Giants could have fell victim to be one of those teams. And obviously you look at that giant commander win, that was a really big win. To get that was huge. But even around it, really that one, the only game that was bad was the one game I went to that Eagle game. Well, you know what? The Lion game wasn't great either. That wasn't a great one either, but the Lions have proven to be a good team. But the Giants today, they, they win it 38-10, to 10, and Daniel Jones was even, I mean, just great. Dan, who would have ever thought Daniel Jones, not as if he was, like, really a hated person by the fan base. you know. I mean, I think the most vitriol he ever faced was when he was drafted, and that wasn't his fault. But Daniel Jones kind of gets a curtain call at the end. I mean, it was everything that you could really ask for. It, it was a perfect, you know, from an injury standpoint, they came out of that. All right, I think Leonard Williams left the, left the game with a burner, but he's been banged up. I, I don't think it was anything new. So it, it seemed like it was a fun atmosphere at MetLife Stadium today. Would have been cool to be there. But look, the Giants, they took advantage of a, an opponent that's been horrible. The Indianapolis Colts, they've now lost, what, about six in a row? I think they were coming in on a five-game losing streak. They're 4-11-1. But the Giants, hey, they put up 30 points. They legitimately 30 offensive points. They, they won 38 to 10. Like, you just don't see this. Even if the opponent is kind of ripe to be beaten, the Giants still, like, you look at the Texans early in the year. That's an example. Giants kind of let the Texans hang around. I kind of felt, I felt confident in the Giants winning the game, but I felt like, who knows? What made me feel better is seeing Nick Foles last Monday night versus the Chargers, was eye-opening. He was really bad, and they decided to stick with him. I don't know why exactly, but it didn't work out. And what was kind of not a great look was, and look, I think Nick Foles will be fine, but Kayvon Thibodeau sacks Nick Foles, and he's kind of, it's clearly a rib injury, and he's kind of convulsing, and like he's in tough pain. And and Kevin Thibodeau is doing snow angels. Now, I do fully believe that Thibodeau had no idea that Foles was down and hurt, although he was touching him. But an we something you never normally see. I mean, Foles was in like a lot of pain, and Thibodeau was the one that caused it. And he's basically like snow angeling, like on his on his uh, on his grave. Basically, uh, it, it was pretty fucked up. But uh, but. It, like a lot happened in this game Landon Collins with a pick six and that's pretty cool like everything kind of comes full circle the last time the Giants made the playoffs Landon Collins was really a star like that was when Landon Collins peaked was 2016 it was year two but he was amazing then and so it's interesting like I was thinking about it Landon Collins was last in the Giants in 2018 the only players that that I can think of maybe there's more Maybe there's some depth guys that like, but not many. Actually, I want to see real quick. This is not what I thought I'd be doing, but let's see. When did Nick Gates come into the Giants organization? 2018, so again, not a big deal, but technically Nick Gates was, but even even he he did nothing in 2018. Like, he was an undrafted free agent who, like, spent the rookie season on on IR. Like, Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley were the only players of significance that i can remember that were even on the 2018 giants the last time that landon collins was was you know on this team it was just cool to see him get that pick six which really sealed the game like when that happens at the end of the towards the end of the first half it's like all right like the giants aren't losing this game 21-3 at that point and it's done but a lot of good contributions daniel jones really was the centerpiece of it, but like Richie James did really well. You know, Isaiah Hodgins, Daniel Bellinger, Darius Slayton, not with the best game, and Slayton had a fumble, but Dexter Lawrence with a great sack against Quentin Nelson. Dexter Lawrence has seven and a half sacks on the season. A lot of good. Xavier McKinney returns. I didn't necessarily ex- expect that. Adoree Jackson's still out, but I, I'm confident that he will be back by the playoffs, if not next week. And that's another conversation that, I guess I'll bring up right now. And we'll kind of just, you know, in going through the this Colt game, we'll go through it. We'll try to go through it somewhat quickly as it was a blowout and, you know, going through the play-by-play wasn't crucial to this game as, let's say, it was last week versus the Vikings. But the Giants, they now will play, face an Eagle team that has a lot on the line. And it raises some interesting questions. Like, how will the Giants handle this game? And I... It's, it's tough. Let it be known, I would love to beat the Eagles. I would love to knock them out of the one spot. That would be great, especially for so many reasons. And you think about what happened two years ago, where the Eagles basically lied down and lost on purpose when the Giants needed them to win. Now, you're in a situation here where the Giants might, might I don't know what they'll do, but the Giants might not lay down like that, but they might, you know, rest some players and allow the Eagles to win. Now, let's be let, let's be 100% clear if they were both at full strength, there's a very good chance the Eagles would win this game as we kind of saw a few weeks ago. But it's an interesting thing. For me, though, at the end of the day, health is very important. And I know people want to talk about, oh, and I was at this game, Giants-Patriots, last game of the regular season in in 2007, and what that did for them. And I believe it. It did. But you got it. All I know is this. You got to exercise some level of caution here. God forbid Daniel Jones gets hurt going to this Viking game. You cannot afford that. So, you know, when I first thought about it, I thought, under no circumstances should, like, a Daniel Jones play and and all the other stars. And since I thought about it, I mean, maybe you can start them. But then if the game's close, it's like, I don't see – I don't know. It's an interesting debate and what they do. Originally, it seemed like this was going to be – if the Giants took care of their shit, which they did, it seemed like it was going to be a a meaningless game. Because you would have figured – that the eagles would have found a way to beat the saints mind you the eagles almost beat the cowboys the week before they didn't this has been without jalen hurts and they lost to the saints today so this is all i know is like this is going to be a very meaningful game for the eagles but it doesn't have any meaning for the giants from a playoff seed standpoint and that and let me you know what let me go further let me take this step further this was a great day for the Giants. And a reason why I'm in a very good mood right now, even more so than them clinching the playoff berth. That's one thing. But the Giants got the help I wanted on the scoreboard. And it was actually the game that ended up being the close one wasn't the one I was expecting. So if you're a Giant fan, you may have a differing opinion, but I think most agree that you would want to play the Vikings in the first round as opposed to San Francisco. And I think that was solidified based on the Giant-Viking matchup last week and even more so based on what we saw this week. So the Vikings got destroyed at Green Bay. And that was the one that I was more concerned about, thinking that Niners Raiders would be, especially since Derek Carr got benched, Jarrett Sidham was the starting quarterback, but that was the game that actually went to overtime. That was a crazy back and forth game that luckily San Francisco found a way to win. And I, I think that's big. Like you just look at it from like a Vegas odds standpoint. Giants-Diners, you're looking to me and thinking about it at like a seven. I think San Francisco would be like about a seven to nine point favorite. Whereas the Vikings, that's more like in the three point range. That's a big difference. So great results today. And so now as long as San Francisco beats Arizona next week, it will be Giants-Vikings in the playoffs. And that is as good as you could ask for. And so it's a likely scenario. I would be pretty stunned if Arizona went, I mean, Arizona has been horrendous. And there's, I guess, we could, we could discuss, I mean, I'm not going to, but there's like how the NFL schedules week, week 18 can play a big role in motivation. But either way, I, I can't see as long as San Francisco is starting their guys and not resting anyone, which I don't think they will, especially knowing that they can still get the overall one seed if the Eagles somehow lost to the Giants. Either way, today worked out so well. I mean, honestly, it was it, it was too good. I mean, and but the, the one game, honestly, the San Francisco Raider game was the one game that I was on the edge of my seat, like really living and dying off of. Not the giant game. Not the Packer-Viking game, but actually the Niners-Raiders, but it luckily worked out. But let's let's get back into the the Colts versus the Giants. So the Giants, they they win it handily, but it didn't start out amazingly well. And we've seen the Giants like their first quarters, they especially offensively takes them a while to get going, and that happened again here. But then once they got going, it was done. But the Colts, really, what happened? you have a third down that extends a drive on a Darnay Holmes defensive holding. So it could have been a three and out. They call defense holding on, on Holmes. And then, so oh, I guess it wasn't on this drive. Okay. It's on the next drive, but so the giants force a cult pump. The giants get the ball and Richie James is a 16 yard catch. Richie James with a seven yard catch. Daniel Jones, uh, with a, I think it was a QBC for a first down, but they kind of stall out. A little bit. And so the Giants have to punt. And Jamie Gillen has a good leg. Strong leg. But not great in terms of he never, you know. It comes close sometimes. But in terms of inside, that he doesn't get it. There's too many touchbacks. And that's what happens here. And so the Colts get the ball at their own 20. And it was, yes, third down. Where there's a big play. And it was a third and eight dick Foles to paris campbell 49 yards to the the giant 14 and you know xavier mckinney and i still worry about him in terms of because he had some apparatus of some sort on his hand coming off this injury like from an interception like from a batting the ball down standpoint you know shouldn't be a problem and and that was kind of what could have happened here but in terms of like intercepting the ball like it's kind of like with but it's worse with the secondary player. I think about Jason Pierre-Paul when he had the fireworks explosion. A little bit different in many ways. But hopefully McKinney will be all right in terms of there was one situation today where he came close and wasn't able to reel it in. But the Giants defense does do a good job of after that long play. The Colts, I don't know what the hell Jeff Saturday was thinking. Fourth and one of the Giant five and he's kicking a field goal. Like, what do you have to lose? Fourth and one against a Giant team that is not good at stopping the run. I don't know why they wouldn't just go for it, but they, but McLaughlin gets a 23 yard field goal. Colts take a lead. It was the only lead they'd have in this game. The giants, as we transition from the first quarter to the second quarter, get a lot of production out of the running backs. Barkley, Breida, and even Jones at the running attack is working. And then Isaiah Hodgins has a 12, as a 12 yard catch first goal for the giants. And look, there was a tripping penalty on Nick Gates. Set the Giants back to second and goal at the 17. However, you get a Jones to James 11-yard catch to the 6, and then Jones to James again, 6-yard touchdown catch. Again, Richie James, as much as Giant fans want to give him shit, and I understand it, and I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up making a big blunder in the playoffs, I wouldn't be shocked. Richie James did a really nice job. Uh, like he, you know, and the stats back it up. He's really been a key dependable source out of the slot for Daniel Jones. Giants take a seven, three lead. Then luckily there was a holding penalty on the Colts that prevented what could have been a long, you know a 30 yard play, but there was a holding penalty. And so that helped the Giants, you know, cause a three and out Giants get the ball back. Decent field position. And here, Pretty, you know, pretty methodical. He had a big, nice catch, 10-yard catch by Daniel Bellinger on a third and six. So good job by Bellinger, who had been, you know, kind of struggling a little bit since the eye injury. I thought today was his best game since he's been back. But Jones scrambles for 13 yards. Another Bellinger catch for 24. Eventually it ends up as an Isaiah Hodgins touchdown, a six yard touchdown from Jones to Hodgins. Hodgins continues to get the job done as well. And so the Giants take a 14, three league. And then here is where I feel like is the dagger. And it comes after the two minute warning. Again, it's a 14, three game at this point. point, third and 11 at the cult 46 and Landon Collins with a 52 yard interception return brings it to the house Net life is going nuts, and the Giants take a 21-3 lead. Colts get the ball back, and they do get a first down, but ultimately nothing comes of it. They punt it away, and the Giants – it was a really bad punt. So the Giants started their own 39, and they are able to get a field goal out of this, which you don't normally see from the Giants much, but today everything was working. And in this situation, it was really – Jones, some, some Jones run, and Jones was really great on the ground today, and what really got them there was a 19-yard uh, pass play from Jones to Hodgins, and it eventually leads to a Graham Gano 36-yard field goal as the half ends, the Giants up 24-3. The one bummer in the second half, as the first play, uh, Darius Slayton fumbles. Jones to Slayton, six-yard play, but they rip it out of Slayton's hands, and it's recovered by the Colts. However, the Colts... Don't even score the Colts. They get one yard and three plays. Mind you that the Thibodeau sack falls injury had already occurred late in the second quarter. So Sam Ellinger would be the quarterback for the Colts in the second half. And McLaughlin misses a 48 yard field goal. So the Slayton fumble, no harm, no foul. It's still 24 to three. And the giants respond with a touchdown And, and Jones to James 28 yards and eventually, it's second and five with the Colt 18. Daniel Jones gets a rushing touchdown. It's, 18, uh, it's an 18 yard rushing touchdown. So at this point in the game, you got the two passing touchdowns and one, one rushing touchdown. And there'd be one more. I will say this about Jones you, you want to be smart in terms of not putting him in harm's way. And, and that goes on Dable and Kathy a little bit for the play calling. But luckily, he ended up coming out of there fine. But like this is where with the Eagle game, you don't want to play scared, but it's like in this situation, they they left Jones in way too long and the risk was so much higher than the reward. It was starting to make me think about the Adore Jackson situation with having him be a punt returner. So look, we can celebrate it now, but in the moment I'm thinking like, let's maybe not do this, but the Colts would score one touchdown. And there was a couple of fourth down conversions as well. Zach Moss, with a six-yard run on a fourth and one, a fourth and six that had Michael Pittman for seven yards. And eventually, on third and five with the Giants' six, you go Ellinger to Michael Pittman, and the Colts cut the Giant lead 31-10. to 10. However, the Giants would respond as we go from the third quarter to the fourth. Jones with a 25-yard run. Saquon Barkley was involved a little bit as well on this drive. And originally, you have a 44-yard field for, by Graham Gano nullified Due to a defensive offside on the Colts, there was an unnecessary roughness penalty. The Colts were just a mess. And eventually, Daniel Jones scores his second rushing touchdown, 10 yards. Giants take a 38-10 to 10 lead. So Jones, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. So a big fantasy day for Daniel Jones. And the Colts would, at this point, I think the, the backups were in. The Colts would punt. The Giants would then have a pretty long drive. Tyrod Taylor's in the game at this point. You're getting some Breida and Brightwell. And eventually, the Giants turn it over on downs. Doesn't matter. I mean, just playing out the string at this point, Colts do nothing. Giants win it 38-10. They really dominated this game. Pillow to post. It was really uh, exciting. And, you know, maybe in the beginning, like, right, the Colts took a 3-0 lead. And maybe in the beginning, it seemed like, all right, maybe this could be one of those sort of ugly Giant games. But... They flipped the switch, and it was fun to see. So, again, Giants now 9-6-1, staring at a likely Viking opponent in the playoffs. And that the determination of that will come down to what happens in the Cardinal 49er game. Chances are the Niners win that game, however you slice it. And so the Giants will head to Minnesota a couple weeks from now. We'll confirm that next week. But now... You got this Giant Eagle game, and how will the Giants approach it? And that, look, and you can't sit everyone, but I don't even know if they're going to go that far. Look, they might just approach this as a somewhat of a regular game. Now, I think, like, a player like Leonard Williams comes to mind. To me, that's like an automatic that he shouldn't play. Aziz gelari as well. Now, if you want to get Adore Jackson back in there to get his feet wet, I can understand that. Same thing with Xavier McKinney, getting him more reps. Like, but they should try to be somewhat strategic about this. Again, I would love to beat the Eagles. Believe me, it would be great. But you want to be smart here and not risk guys get going down. So we'll see what happens. But this should be a day of celebration. The Giants make the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Who would have thought? A lot of a credit goes basically everywhere to make this happen. It's been one hell of a season and... The Giants will have at least one more week after this one to see what they can do, and really, everything from here on out is a bonus. This was never expected. Look, will it hurt if you lose in the playoffs? Of course it will. If the Giants lose a close, like if the Giants lose like they did last week to the Vikings, oh yeah, that'll hurt definitely. But if you put it all in perspective, the future is bright, and you know the, the Giants should be awfully proud of themselves. And you know it's for the fans to finally have something to to be to be happy about is a good thing so again Giants they're in the playoffs they beat the Colts 38 to 10 and they will finish up the regular season against the Eagles next week in Philly